Welcome to the Show Up Fitness Podcast, where great personal trainers are made. We are changing the fitness industry one qualified trainer at a time with our in-person and online personal training certification. If you want to become an elite personal trainer, head on over to showupfitness.com. Also, make sure to check out my book, How to Become a Successful Personal Trainer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Have a great day and keep showing up. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Show Up Fitness Podcast. Today is a mini episode and we're going to be releasing these every Thursday, 10 to 15 minutes, helping you overcome objections with sales, assessments, whatever we can do to help you become a successful personal trainer. Saturdays and Tuesdays are our longer episodes. Please make sure to give this a lovely five-star rating as we are moving up in the podcast ranks. Our goal is is to get in front of aspiring trainers and to help you as the fitness professional grow your book of business and turn your passion for fitness into a career. 90% of textbook trainers quit within the first year in the U.S., 18 months in the U.K. It's because you're not focusing on the fundamentals of movement, anatomy, the principles of overload, specificity, the size principle. When you are great at the fundamentals Everything else becomes so much easier. I love what Kyle Dobbs at Compound Performance has in his bio, principles over systems. And that's exactly what we help you understand at Show Up Fitness when you get your level one Show Up Fitness CPT. We now have 100 out there internationally. Our goal is to be known as the best certification in fitness, and we're doing that one qualified personal trainer at a time. So before we get into overcoming the sales objection of I need to speak with my significant other. Let's talk a little bit about our show up fitness, strength and conditioning and wellness standards. And these are things that I've created to challenge trainers. These aren't for your clients. They're for you as the trainer to constantly be striving to become better. Can you look at the mirror and say, you know what? I'm in the best shape of my life and I'm proud of it. If you're not, that's okay. That's the beautiful thing about exercise. You are competing against yourself. So get out there. If you can't do 15 pull-ups as a bro and you're a trainer, focus on that. As a hunkette, you should be able to do five. And if you're not able to do it, start doing these regularly. You may come across some knickknacks at your elbow if you're doing pull-ups every single day. That's why we partner with some of the best therapists in the game, like the Prehab Guys and their app. If you do not have that annual subscription, their exercise library as well, we have a unique partnership with them where you can get both of those, which is normally well over 450 bucks for 300. And that is going to level you up as a trainer. Don't go waste money on a corrective exercise cert. That doesn't do jack for you. Understanding the fundamentals does. And then having a source like that will help you deal with any shoulder, elbow, wrist issues that may come up if you're doing a bunch of pull-ups. Now, one of my buddies, Dr. Waterbury, if you've been living under a rock and you don't know who he is, He's one of the top therapists in the game. We consult with him regularly for our growth, creating the best personal trainers in the industry. And that is our goal with the Show Up Fitness CPT, but also with our gyms in LA and San Diego. We want to be known as having the best trainers. And we do 100%. I will put any one of our top trainers up against any trainer out there. And you're going to see that the best happens when you show up. So what he told me is, Chris, if you want, really want to improve your one rep max, focus on three reps. 
Now, why that would help your one rep max is because you're having a ton of motor unit recruitment. Remember, a motor unit is a neuron in all the associated muscle fibers. It innervates. It's really important for the size principle. Type 1, type 2 muscle fibers, the larger ones or the fast twists, they're recruited when you do things that are really light and fast and explosive or when you go really heavy and you get maximal volitional fatigue. So you're recruiting those type 2 muscle fibers. And so when we would train at our Santa Monica gym, we consistently would do sets of three and then you rest three to four or five minutes and then you repeat for three to five rounds. And that really helps you overcome that one rep max. And so if you're trying to hit 15 pull-ups, you can also get a lot of endurance by focusing on those three. And that was interesting when he told me that. So if your goal is to hit 15 pull-ups and right now you're at maybe eight or 10, add some weight and focus on three reps and you're going to see your endurance is going to increase as well. And overloading with a negative is really beneficial as well because you're going to strengthen the connective tissue in its full range of motion. If you want to be able to do a pull-up, what's the best way to do that? Not banded pull-ups or the assisted pull-up machine. Getting your ass above the bar and coming down as slow as you can. Now, there's a lot of damage that happens with eccentrics, so you have to make sure you're not doing a ton of volume. Doing sets of 10 or 15 is going to wreck you. Probably get rhabdomyolysis. We don't want that. You're a smart trainer. You know what that is, right? Doing too much too fast, not being hydrated properly, working out in the heat, and then you break down the muscle fiber so much that you piss it out, essentially. The color of your urine looks like iodine. That's because you're breaking down the muscle fibers so much that your kidneys can't process it. And you begin to excrete muscle fibers in your urine. That is not a good thing. Unfortunately, at Show Up Fitness, we've worked with clients who got rhabdo from crappy trainers. We had this one lady. Her name was Heather. remember vividly when I was training her and up in our Dublin spot. And it's in the Bay Area. And she came to me, we did the assessment, and she said she wants to be able to work out without getting rhabdo. And I said, what, what do you mean without getting rhabdo? That's not something that happens on a regular basis. She had a newer trainer on the second workout. She did a 75-minute workout, really high reps, all body weight or really light, sets of 15, 20, 25. And then she ended off on 15 minutes of rowing. And then the next day she woke up and her, and her limbs were swollen. And she felt bad about herself, like, oh, man, this sucks. I'm like... What did you do to the trainer? Did he get prosecuted? It's like, no, you know, he probably didn't mean to. That's bullshit. That's why the industry has a bad rep. Too many trainers are out there doing these idiotic workouts, high volume, really high intense, annihilating clients, and they're getting hurt. They're getting rhabdomyolysis, which is a term typically used in hospital settings when the nasty event happens in a building, some concrete slab falls in you, crushes your leg, that's when we experience that situation the most, that condition. But people are experiencing that in fitness. It's very high in CrossFit. That is not normal. Qualified coaches like you, our clients will not experience that. So make sure when you're doing eccentrics, you keep the load respectable within that capability of the individual. But if you are strong, you've been training for a while, heavier eccentrics are great to strengthen the tissue. So for example, I was at Equinox today, decided to toss around the 75s on a curl. It's always cute when you see a trainer over there, someone who's bouncing on a BOSU ball and my arms are bigger than their legs. I love curling. That's my one bro meathead thing. So I love to see how much I can do for one rep. I've never done it with a client, nor would I ever. 
but I want to be able to hit 80s. And so I cannot curl the 75s for one rep. So what I'll do with my left hand, I'll bring the dumbbell up to my shoulder and then eccentrically control it down with my right. I'll do that for two or three reps. And what that does is expose the nervous system. The motor units are getting exposed to that load that it will be able to do. What's the best way to be able to do a push-up? Focus on the eccentric. It's the best way to be able to do a pull-up. Focus on the eccentrics. Where you have a load that you can move, but if you cannot overcome the inertia of gravity and push through that or pull through it, then going heavier and focusing on good form and controlling the eccentrics will help you overcome that as well. So give that a shot. If your goal is to bench press 300 pounds, get a good spotter, put on 315, 325 with the proper lift off. You may need two spotters on the end as well. Control it down, touch the chest, help them up. And that's one of the best ways to overcome that. I wrote a great article on stack.com, over 100,000 views. And I talk about benching 315. Back in my glory day when my hair was down to my nipples, I wrote a good article about that. I'll put it into the YouTube here. You can read that. So that is the wad of the day for show up fitness. Now let's transition into helping you overcome a common objection, which is I need to speak to my significant other. I was at a big gym the other day and I always have my headphones in, but rarely do I have music going. If I do, it's typically country or classical, depending on my mode, my mood. And so what I overheard was this client say, I need to speak to my significant other. And the trainer said, oh, that's fine. That's great. And that was it. My eyes got big. like, that's a missed opportunity. That was an opening for that client to get out of the situation. Are they going to speak to their significant other? Sure. Hey, honey, I was hoping that uh, I can work with a trainer at Equinox. It's going to be $2,800. Imagine what that significant other is going to do. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Go to F45. Even though they're stock tanked and they're going to take themselves off the, um, the Dow or the NASDAQ, whatever they're on, less than 20 cents now. Come on, F45. What are you doing? They're delisting their stock. But you could go to their gym for a $200, $250 membership for the month. Why would you waste that much money on a trainer? So you need to coach the client up. So one of the things that we're betting at our gyms in LA and also La Jolla is a better onboarding process. I have failed as a leader, as an owner of gyms, and the owner of Show Up Fitness by having a very lackluster onboarding process. I recognize that within a swift analysis That's a weakness. We now need to make it a strength. And so we're going to go through the 10 checkpoints of human movement, and we're going to have a very thorough assessment process that trainers need to be able to ace. Like if you've been watching the medical shows, for example, and the lead physician is walking down the hallway and they'll pick up a random folder, and they're going to say, oh, lupus, what would you do? Pick up something, stroke, what would you do? And the interns need to be able to answer on the spot. That's what we're going to have with our onboarding process. Client has a low back issues. Come up here. Tell us what you would do. How would you assess them? How would you screen them? What would be things that you would do, not do? You need to be able to answer that on the spot for the ankle, the knee, the hip, lumbar region, thoracic, cervical, shoulder, elbow, wrist, breathing mechanics. And so we're going to have Dr. Waterbury be part of that vetting process. If you want to become the best, Get the best therapist in the world on your team to do it for you. And that's exactly what we're doing at Shell Fitness. 
And so we were having a conversation today about how we can level ourselves up. And this was a conversation of how do you overcome that objection? And so the role playing went like this. I said, awesome. I would love to help you with that. But let's be honest. If you go home and tell your significant other that you're going to be working with the best trainer in the world, they're as good looking as me. I was pretending like it was a female client. What do you think your husband's going to say? What do you think your boyfriend's going to say? He said, pull up his Instagram. And if you are the trainer who is pitching this to your client and your Instagram's full of shirtless photos, do you think that that person's going to want their significant other working with you? Hell no. So you got to role play with them. Oh, I totally understand you want to talk to your significant other to make sure your, your finances are managed properly. Totally understand that. Let's go through a quick little role play just to help you overcome any objections they may have. Because what I would potentially see is something like this. You go home, your significant other's stressed out from the day. You pitch to them at the wrong time. They're not in the mood and they're going to say, why don't I just train you? Or why don't you go get a program online? Because they don't understand the value because they're not here like you are. Did you find today's workout valuable? Pause, smile. We're not pushing here. We're helping. So you wait for that client to confirm that, yeah, this was a hell of a workout. Now, mind you, if you're not that great of a trainer, that could just be an out for the client. I need to talk to my significant other. Boom, they're gone and they're going to ghost you. So if the workout sucked, I can't help you on that. I'd be willing to bet a lot of times that's probably the case. But in this case, you're a great trainer. You pitch it to your client. They say, I want to speak with my significant other. Awesome. Totally understand. Let's go through a role play. And then I'm going to help them overcome the objections from the significant other. And timing is everything. If you really, really want this, I'll ask my client, what's your client's favorite drink? If it's whiskey, is it beer? If the significant other is a male. He likes a certain beer, go get him a six-pack. Ask him what he'd like for dinner. Buy him dinner that night. So as you're sitting down and you're enjoying each other's company, say, hey, babe, I had an awesome day today and I met with a trainer at wherever you're at. One of the best trainers I've ever worked with and I know for a fact they're going to be able to help me get my goals. I'm really excited to start working with them. It's going to cost X amount. I just wanted to be truthful with you that this is something I'm going to invest in because it means a lot to me. Now, the significant other is in a good position to be, oh, you know what? This means a lot to you. Okay, I support you, hun, babe. And if that's not the case, then you may need to consider who you're with. No, I'm just joking, but it's all about your presentation there. And so another thing you could do is ask to hop on a phone call with them at that moment. But again, you don't know the position that they're in. I try to make it comical. Let's be honest, you're going to go home, tell your significant other you're working with this big hunk at the gym. They're probably not going to be too excited on that. So let's go through a scenario. I love the the sitcom Rules of Engagement with David Spade and Putty from Seinfeld. He's the married dude and David Spade's like the player. And then the other couple is this newlywed. They just got engaged. And so he's Putty, the guy from Seinfeld, his cool voice. He comes home from work and his wife's super excited and she comes in, oh my God, babe, I got this great deal. This makeup's $80 and she gives him this tiny little encasing and he looks and he goes, what's in there, $75? He didn't see the value in it, but she did. And so that's something you need to help your significant other understand that this is an investment long-term for us. Another thing I've done in the past is set up expectations for a future event that you both can go on. Hey, babe, 
we should, we should plan a trip together. Where do you want to go? You want to go to the Maldives, Maldives, whatever. I'm terrible at pronunciations on those. Great. How about we schedule it nine months from now? And I want to look the best that I've ever looked before. So what I'm going to do to prep for that trip is I'm going to hire a trainer. And this is how much it's going to cost. This is what I'm going to do in order to go on this trip. Okay, thank you. And you smile because that's what you want. If they're using it as a scapegoat, you're not going to overcome it. How do you know? Because your client, if their body language is, yeah, you know, I got to get out of here and speak to my significant other. And you really know if they ghost you. So if you present your sales package to a client, And they come up with, I need to speak with my significant other. Be prepared to help your client overcome that objection by speaking to the significant other as a role play. I'm going to be your husband. I'm going to be your wife. And let's go through what's going to potentially happen. And you will be able to overcome that objection. You need to ask your clients to sit down and role play with you. Hopefully you guys like today's podcast, helping you overcome objections, get better at sales. The average trainer closes at 25%. Oh my gosh, that is not the best. Pathetic, but that's okay. You don't have the foundation. Level yourself up. Get great. Become an elite at anatomy programming. The principles. Overloads. Said principle. The size principle. Check out Henneman size principle. Dr. Waterbury has a very good NSCA talk on that. Talks about motor unit recruitment. So invest into yourself by learning the foundations. Shoot us messages on things you want to hear more about so we can get you to that level 75 plus percent like we do at Show Up Fitness. Please leave us a five-star rating. DM me on Instagram. Comment on YouTube. Love to see how we can continue to help you. Become a great trainer. If you've not read the book, read the book. This will be posted on YouTube if you want to come back and listen to it. The new one is going to be a game changer. It's going to be a workbook style. And we're going to have in there the process that we're going to be going through for our level four if you ever want to work at a show up fitness. So if you want to work at a show up fitness, you have to have a year under your belt training at an elite gym, Equinox Lifetime Bay Club, or an equivalent have to have an internship with the physical therapist, and that therapist needs to be on your team. You have to have a registered dietitian on your team. You then bring that package into Show Up Fitness, and then you'll go through this vetting process, of which at the end, you're going to have a scenario, like I said earlier, with an elite therapist or trainer, not myself. I'm going to be a fly on the wall. We're going to have a third party do this because we want to be known as having the most difficult hiring process because we have the best trainers. All right, y'all have a great day. Remember, keep showing up. Recording stopped.